Does it ever feel like no matter how hard you try, it's never enough? Not good enough, strong enough, fast enough, kind enough, patient enough, not faithful enough, just never enough. Today's message is simple. Hold on and keep going. Beyond that, I'm going to share five tips I currently use that help overcome fears, worries, anxieties, and darker days. And if you'll implement these things too, I'm convinced you'll soon discover that you are exactly as good, strong, and everything else enough as you are meant to be. Now, I know this topic can be sensitive, especially since everyone with a website and something to sell wants to tell you how they have the same exact problem and how they can fix you. So let me be clear. I don't know how to fix you. I don't know exactly what you're going through. I don't know how dark your worst days get or how many mornings you wake up desperate to stay in bed. What I do know is that your journey and experiences are uniquely yours. Yet even still, you are not alone. Principles founded in truth provide light to anyone willing to practice those principles. And that includes you, no matter your journey or experiences. I also know that when I cut away the crap and cut away the lies that I tell myself in an effort to play things safe, it is clear that there is an infinite power that is personally aware of me and of you and of everything we're going through. But knowing that doesn't magically make me feel like I'm enough and that is likely the same for you. And that's okay. We each face different challenges to help us remember to be humble and to rely on our higher power. And that reliance allows us to live beyond anything we could do on our own. The hard things in life can help us create and develop healthy relationships with others and with God. Challenges become opportunities to learn and to grow, to discover greater strength and deeper connections. Would you be willing to endure hard things if they magically disappeared just because you remember God is aware of you? Would instant relief of all that is difficult lead to a better you? Not a chance. I'd spend all day listening to audiobooks or laughing at memes. I'd be this stay-at-home hermit only engaging with my wife and kids. I for sure wouldn't be doing podcasts because this is hard, it's uncomfortable, and trolls are real. But here's a pro ninja tip. The fastest way to feel like you could be enough is to take action towards the thing that's causing you to feel like you are not enough. Lies are defeated by acting in truth and light. And that's why instant relief is rarely the answer. Instead, we lean into what is difficult so we may embrace what is meaningful. But how do you lean into the difficult when you already feel like you're not enough? It can be easy to lean in on the good days. Spouse is happy, kids are cooperating, work projects are humming along. But what about the darker days? You and your spouse are more like roommates. Kids couldn't care less about you or each other. And work, it's imploding. It takes extra effort to lean in on the hard days. So here are specific things I do to this day to help me overcome the overwhelm and lean in to the difficult. Here's a tip. You've got to see the insanity. On difficult days when my mind is racing and everything feels like it's one hiccup away from an unrecoverable disaster, I go to my whiteboard or I grab a notepad and I start writing all the thoughts that are racing through my mind. Don't judge anything as stupid or unimportant or anything else. Just write down everything and group what you write into two groups. First, actionable items. And second, non-actionable thoughts and emotions. There's something about this process of taking chaos from an expansive, undefined realm of your brain to the tangible, defined reality of pen and paper. It will help you to process everything in a healthier, more useful way. Once you have your list, organize the action items by numbering each one to rank its priority. Do it by importance, not preference. No duplicate numbers, 
and no second guessing. Then for your non-actionable thoughts or emotions, address each one by asking the following questions. Is this useful or helpful for what needs to be done? If so, how can you apply or implement it? If not, can you let go or do you need to address it in a certain order related to the action items you've prioritized? Most of the time, I find that the thoughts and emotions which are not useful are resolved by completing the action items I've listed. Why? Because usually they're paper tigers attempting to interfere with positive action. Now, please note, I'm not telling you to ignore or bury your thoughts or feelings. Acknowledge them. They're real. Then give them an appropriate time and place to address them. Chances are the actions you do first will make addressing those thoughts and feelings easier or irrelevant. When that is the case, cross them off your list like you do completed action items because they've been addressed and you can now move past them. Remember that to see what's racing through your mind by writing it down will help you to address and overcome it. The second thing I've learned that helps me to overcome feeling like I'm not enough is to have a conversation with God out loud. You may not be sure how much you believe in any God, or you may believe in a different God than me, but that's irrelevant. The principle remains the same. Just remember that this is a conversation. It is not a never-ending apology for feeling inadequate. It is not listing rote phrases over and over, and it is not a why-me pity party. Act like you are talking with your most trusted friend, like you're calling up a close friend to have a conversation about what is going on in your life, because that's exactly what you are doing. Speak what is in your heart. When it comes out, if it feels wrong, say so and try again. Just like if you're processing something with your friend. As you do this, listen. Listen like you would in any other conversation. Or maybe try listening even better. If you feel like you're not getting a response, say that. Seriously. Have you ever said when chatting with a friend, hey, uh, are you even listening? Or maybe, do you have any feedback on that? I was kind of hoping you might have something to say. However you are in a regular conversation, begin to have those out loud with God. And yes, out loud matters. If you're in a cubicle or somewhere surrounded by people, then take a break outside or put your phone on airplane mode and act like you're on the phone or using your earbuds. And here's a pro ninja tip. We waste so much time worrying about what others think when the truth is they're only thinking of themselves. And as you begin to master the willingness to do what is best for you, regardless of what others think, then you will find a new, deeper level of freedom very few people discover. So you can have these conversations with God when you are driving, about to fall asleep, while you brush your teeth, when typing at your computer. It really doesn't matter so long as you have them and have them out loud. The next thing you can do is to move your body. I've experienced anxiety and depression that feels like a debilitating pressure, a massive weighted blanket that keeps me still and slowly suffocates me. And in those moments, moving is the last thing I want to, frankly, even feel like I can. Have you heard the story of the donkey in the well? One day, a farmer heard the distressed cry of a donkey. The farmer discovered the donkey had fallen down a well and soon realized he was unable to pull the donkey out. Deciding to end the donkey's misery and to fill in the well to prevent this from happening again, the farmer began to shovel dirt into the well. After several shovels full of dirt, the farmer no longer heard the donkey's cry. He was surprised to think the donkey was already buried and peered over the edge after throwing one more shovel full of dirt. What the farmer saw was the donkey shaking off the dirt tossed down on him. And then the farmer realized the donkey had shaken off every shovel full and was rising higher by standing on what had been cast on him. The image of the donkey in this story has helped me on several occasions to move when all I wanted to do was surrender to the suffocating weight of my worries. Change what surrounds you to get a new, fresh feel 
And that starts with moving. If you can take a walk outside, great. If you can march in place, great. Amelia Earhart once said, the fears are paper tigers. Let your movement create a wind that blows your fears away. Now, did you notice I've been using a lot of imagery and metaphors just now? It's because the next tip I use has to do with what you see in your mind. I consistently hear a phrase from those I coach when they're feeling like they're not enough. It's one I've even used myself. Well, I just don't see... And then they describe the thing they want and how they fall short or won't be able to achieve it. If the only path you see is one that inevitably results in failure, then it should be obvious why you feel doubt, worry, fear, or depressed. If your focus is on failure, then how are you to have joy and hope in your journey? Jordan Peterson, Canadian psychologist, says, Where you aim determines what you see. If we start aiming at something different, our minds will start presenting us with new information to aid us in that pursuit. So if all you see is darkness, doubt, pain, fear, anxiousness, then your mind will present you with information to aid you in that pursuit. If you want to see a way to overcome, to push through, to have hope and joy, then change your focus and your mind will present you with new information to aid you in that new pursuit. And give yourself something real, something tangible, something believable to focus on. This isn't the time to picture your private jet taking you to your private island to be served by your private chef and staff. This is the time to picture your why, the core element of why you even care about pushing through and holding on. I picture my kids laughing or my wife smiling. I picture my hand holding my wife's hand. I picture how I may not be perfect, but no one could possibly love my family more than I do. What can you picture? What are moments you love that your mind can search out and provide as evidence that you are indeed enough? What drives you to keep moving forward? Can you see it? Can you focus on it? Let your focus shift to the daily moments you love. And if you want to create more moments of joy and connection with your family, you may need to shed some unhealthy labels. Check out this video where I show you three simple steps that can help you forget about perfection and enjoy being present. Till next time, keep moving forward.